guys, welcome to episode 87 of Inside the Cage. Scott and Mark with you, as ever. Um, how are you, big man? I'm not too bad, mate. How's yourself? Aye, getting there, getting there. Quite normal life. Exactly. Exciting week coming up for me, so kind of focused on that, the new. Exciting week, yeah. Yeah, well, here's hoping. We'll see in a couple of months, mate, if I actually enjoy the new job or not, but yeah, we'll see. You're getting the deep end of Christmas coming up, aren't you? So that'll be fun. Yeah, well, nothing like me to do things by halves, mate, do you know what I mean? No, that's true. In your line of work, Christmas is a fucking nightmare at the best of times when you start a new job, so. Exactly, but hey-ho, I don't mind, mate. I thrive on it. I like the busy, I like the challenge, so I'll be good, man, all good, but. How's the, how's the little man? He's doing all right, man. He's seen see every day that he's fucking getting stronger, and he's getting bigger, and he's on his head up and all that now a lot more. And I uh, just, we obviously don't know his changes as much as other people because we obviously we see him every day, but you do see wee things now and again. You just go fucking hell with him. Never done that yesterday, I've never done that day before. So that's uh, amazing, man. It's just well, this thing I've ever done. It's funny you say that because I was going to say obviously none of the listeners probably know or have seen pictures of him other than the picture we put on Instagram but for anybody listening here they go shit this boy is fucking huge he's not I, don't a, I don't mean chunky I mean he's just a just a long well, big boy he's coming up for four months he's about three and a half feet already so I'll give you an idea it's just crazy man it's mental but I good man I'm glad he's doing well he's doing really well mate doing really well mm. so a busy little show tonight, actually, because there's like loads happened on Saturday. Or sorry, not just Saturday. Like it felt like it was on yeah, every day last week. I know, it's fucking everywhere, wasn't it? I know. I mean, it's hard to watch it all. Like, I'd love to. I keep saying it before. I'd love to get into the contender series, but if I can't watch, you know, three cards at the weekend, how the hell am I going to fit in watching the contender series during the week? Um, you but there's also three cards this weekend as well. So it's mobbed um, so we'll just try and get through it as quickly as we can do as much detailed opinions as we can um, first things first UFC Fight Night Hall versus Silva UFC Fight Night 181 UFC on ESPN Plus 39 and UFC Vegas 12 headlined by Uriah Hall versus Anderson Silva four years since it was supposed to be the headline. Um, oh, sorry, sorry. Before it was supposed to be a fight, due, due to Anderson Silva having some sort of issue with his gallbladder, which is possibly the most random thing I've ever read. But hey ho. Um, yeah, I know. I, I read it, mate. I, I was reading. A, I was doing a bit of research today and reading my stuff and trying to get myself all ready and get my notes and all that stuff. And I seen that these two guys were supposed to fight in May nineteen uh, in May uh, two thousand sixteen at UFC one nine eight. And it got cancelled because um, Silva had cholecystitis. Uh, and had, had to go through a, what is that? Yeah, So I read about that. I got interested in that something to do with your pain in your gallbladder and stuff like that. I mean, it was mental. You've do you done that wacky thing where you start just cutting in random things and you end up about 16 pages away from the thing we were originally reading about. Mate, I think I end up reading about some sort of mad cover town in some sort of country somewhere, you know, you you, you do 16 clicks in Wikipedia, you could end up on all sorts of stuff, mate. Well, I, was, you know, I was doing that, I was watching, I was listening to a podcast with German football today, and we're talking about Armenia Bielefeld, and I started looking at Bielefeld, and then there's this rumour about Bielefeld that the town doesn't exist around in Germany, because basically apparently nobody in Germany knows MD for Bielefeld, so they think it's all a myth. And then I started getting into towns with other maths and ended up reading, oh, just fucking, Wiki's mental, it's brilliant, but it's mental at the same time. You ever played the wiki game? What's that? So basically somebody will pick a start point and an end point and you basically have to get from start to end in the least clicks possible. I do that all the time, just for general things. I know, but I'm saying like it's, it's like an actual like challenge, it's a game to see if you can do it in as little clicks. Because also the whole point is you click on a link on Wikipedia and you have to get to it mental. Anyway, we're totally, totally moving on. Okay. Uriah Hall versus Anderson Silva. I think that conversation was more entertaining than the fight, to be honest. Correct. Uh, the fight was not up to much. I think probably the best part of the whole thing was the ending. I think the kind of emotion that we've seen between Hall and Silva and all that. and That was probably the best thing about the whole kind of night. Or not night, but that kind of part of the night and the main event. It, yeah. The fight, it wasn't anything. Never expected it to. First couple of rounds, 
do I actually go a bit of fight detail, possibly Silver probably get the best of the first two rounds, but that's not even saying much because Hull did nothing first yeah. two rounds. Gun he came in a wee bit more in the third and then obviously finished it early in the fourth. So it probably possibly could have even been finished in the third if it had a wee bit of more time towards the end of the third round as well. So um, as for fight analysis, that's about as much as you're getting after me because it was a pile of shit. It wasn't good, to be fair. Um, I was two guys at the back end of their careers. That's what it was. Well, I wouldn't say so about um, Hall, mate. I think the difference is I, it's so hard for us to judge people, right? But we're going to anyway. Fuck it. Um, Hall isn't on the elite level. I'm sorry, he isn't, right? And neither is Anderson Silva anymore. Anderson Silva's done. He was done the last time out, and I it's just six years ago. Uh, well, yeah, I suppose. But Uriah Hall isn't on that level, mate. And Uriah Hall's only 36. Still got a couple of years left in him. They bother if he wants it. But I just don't see him. He's not a threat, man. You look at guys like Cannonier and Whitaker. He's and, a top 10 gatekeeper. He's one of these guys who beat him. You're in that top 10. That's what he is. I he, would agree always, with that. You always pick up a win here and there, Uriah Hall. You can tell he's got a good punch on him. He's got a wee bit of skill level, no doubt about that. But he's just never going to be good enough to challenge that top. Six, seven, eight fighters. Never. Yeah, I, I agree, mate. I agree, and that's a shame. And it's harsh, it seems, but it is what it is. Um, it's it wasn't a great fight. Anderson Silva was all right for the first two rounds, but I think Anderson Silva gassed me. Um, I just don't think he had anything left. I think he was just done. Age, size. I just it's a shame, mate. I hate when they put these guys. I know these guys want one last final hurrah, but it just it's just that's- a shame. Well, fuck, that's kind of positives of the guy's career, by the way, because you look oh. at him and you go, all right, he's had one win since 2013. That's ridiculous. But he, he, when you're talking about goats, he is definitely in that conversation, without doubt. Your, oh. your top five, he is in that. He's on your Mount Rushmore for every single person on this planet, without well, doubt. He was my number two. I told you that. I listed my five and being the biggest Khabib fan in the world, you know, I still had Khabib after Anderson Silva. So... I mean, he's without a doubt one of the best ever do it. People say, oh, the standard of fighting now, now is better. Although I can agree with that to an extent, I think technically, I think there's more guys who are like better with us. You would, but like, one of his records is he has 16 consecutive fights and he held the belt for like two or two and a half thousand days. That doesn't happen very much now because the guys don't fight so much and there maybe isn't, there's maybe better guys coming through. But my point is, when he was at his prime, you look at the guys he was fighting, man. Stephen Bonner, Shell Sonnen, Vitor Belfort, Sonnen again, Maya Griffin. You know, these guys are these guys are like the, some of the... If you have a discussion about the best guys to ever do it, these guys come up. Dan Henderson, Nate Marquardt, you know, it's, it's literally a who's who of all the toughest sons of bitches out there, mate. And I think that's what makes it different. I was, the argument with Khabib is that half Khabib, in fact, more than half Khabib's record is crap. It's filled of all these Russian guys that you've never heard of and, you know, how close a decision was it and stuff like that. But you look at this this guy's record and it's just, it's ridiculous, mate. And to have 16 title defences or 13 title defences, whatever it may be, is just crazy, man. Without a doubt, without a doubt on my Mount Rushmore of MMA, without a doubt. Uh, he was he was probably one of those kind of arid first kind of proper mixed martial artist, a proper all rounder. He could do it at all without doubt, and he brought something to MMA that just didn't exist previously. And yeah. he was he was he was a, a trailblazer as such. He was just a total different thing for anything we've ever had before. The stuff he was doing, he was a superhero. He was jumping about the cage doing stupid things, and it was just it was unbelievable the way the guy fought. And he did he changed he changed MMA. For the better, and it's just it's partly sold out. You look at middleweights back in that day, mate. Forrest Griffin, Dan Henderson, small guys built like fucking hussies. You know, going to absolutely smash. He came in. He's six foot two. He's bigger than them all. You know, he's he's. It was mental, mate. Like you know, a total different animal. Those long, thin legs, that Mai Tai style fighting guys who basically were brawlers. It did. It totally revolutionised the, um, the sport and. I think people need to remember how good he actually was. I mean, he wasn't terrible against Hall, but he's just old looking. But you look back at some of his fights, man. His reactions, like you can, you can tell he's still trying to do the same things he was doing six, seven years ago. When his body was younger, his body was quicker, his twitch reflexes and all that were so much better. He doesn't have that anymore. Yeah. As you get older, you've surely got to 
this is not a criticism, I'm not criticising Addis as other LVG at Verb, but if you want to continue fighting, you can't probably continue to fight in the same way because you know that you've not got that ability anymore to fight it's like that. It's like football players when they get to the back end of their career. Somebody who's a fast winger maybe moves into central midfield. Like Ryan Giggs moved into central midfield towards the end of his career because he couldn't run past it anymore. He couldn't use that speed. He didn't have that. So you kind of sat deep and kind of playmaker as such. And Anderson Silva had to change the way he fought if he was ever going to win any of those last, what, eight fights or something he's had. I mean, you'll, I mean, you just look at this, right? You, you look at his records of the UFC, right? You've got 10 successful title defences, right? Fight of the night five times, knockout of the night seven times, submission of the night twice, longest title reign two and a half thousand days, longest win streak 16, most UFC middleweight title fights, most wins in the UFC middleweight title fights, most successful title defences, most consecutive... Honestly, mate, it's most, 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 most... It's mental, mate. It's absolutely mental. And it's, it's mental how they can put Khabib above him. That's what gets it for me. Yeah. You know, on the records like that, and then it's oh, Khabib's like the best. But then this modern, this modern MMA stuff, mate, this mod, this modern way of, you know, it's going down the route of boxing. If you're undefeated, you're the best. And although I, I do agree, having an undefeated record is class, right? But Khabib's had 29, win, 29 wins and 29 fights, right? Your man's had 46 fights. 34 wins, he does more wins than Khabib. So he's he's more wins than Khabib's had fights. And although he's got 11 losses, fair enough, and probably the best part of what six or seven of them have been in the last six or seven fights. But you cannot take away the guys he fought, how many times he fought, how many times he defended the title. I mean, there's just me, honestly, 10. I, I just can't. I can't. If you look at him, when I watched his title with Chris Weidman, he was 33 and four. That's a 29 fight. Difference. That's basically exactly what Khabib won was twenty nine fights. So uh, it's but defended his belt ten times, mate. Aye. I te- technically I think it was eleven. Was I know somebody get somebody must wait or something like that, so it ended up non title. I don't know. Uh, it was another title fight. Ended up no because he won the fight, but the guy must wait or something like that. So it wasn't technically a title fight on the night or something. I mean, there is obviously that that um, that tainted. You know, in 2015, when he got done for drugs against Diaz, um, that puts leaves a bad taste in the mouth. Um, but I don't know, man. I just he's honestly one of the best ever do it, and I think genuinely Uriah Hall's a reaction to him and that whole you know emotion, like crying and saying, you know, I'm I'm Uriah Hall apologising for smashing Anderson Silva <laughs> will go down in history as one of the greatest moments after in post UFC fights, mate, because it was so genuine, it wasn't fake, it wasn't like, ah, oh, you know, they all shake hands and go good fight, mate, or cheers for a fight, that was really really good, like, okay, mate, go to the cage, fuck off, I'm not interested. That was genuine, genuine emotion from Uriah Hall and saying, listen, mate, you're a legend. I'm in this sport because of you. You, you, you know, I, I love this sport because of you. And I am genuinely sorry for smashing your face in. And I, mate, I thought it was, I thought it was class. Yeah, it was a good touch. It's, touch. Like, um, it's possibly going to be his last fight. I'll be his last fight within the UFC, anyway. Yeah, I think it it also brings down like you. You got a lot of people right who think that MMA is barbaric and it should be banned and all that stuff. And that kind of gives you like that human edge. But like, could be you know having a wee kind of a wee you know kind of. That's too many too many events in a row, and you've got to. Guys crying and this sport that's barbaric, but you've got two guys, you know, showing raw emotions and actually showing that it's, you know, it's good, man. It was good. What about overall? Um, the rest of it. I mean, there's some good stuff on here. Um, it was back to PCC on there. Um, Mitchell Feely was a good fight. Um, Mitchell, by the way, I love Bryce Mitchell. I think he's class and he's always good to watch, but I think he struggled here. Like, I think although, he struggled. I, don't, I didn't see 30 27. Did I just give it 30 27? I didn't see yeah, that. I, I could see how he won three rounds, but same as you said the other week. Do you remember you said to me, I said there was no way that was not a 30 27? You said, but overall, it probably wasn't a 30 27. Whereas I think I can see Bryce winning all three rounds, but overall, Andrew, Andre Feely did enough for me to not lose to 27. It was that close, mate. I thought it was well, that I thought good. I won the second for me. I think I gave Feely second. I was the same, but I, I could have seen either way. But I did. I, I had it 29 28, but I just, I don't know, mate. Like Bryce just didn't look his dominant self. Okay, he dragged Feely down a couple of times, but he just, I don't know, just 
wasn't he quite as sharp as what you expect for Bryce Mitchell? He, he, he was obviously angry with himself at the end. He said it wasn't his best performance. And it probably wasn't. He probably can be better and he will be better. He's still a young guy as well, which is yeah. thing. So he's a lot of potential, a lot of, a lot of way to go. Andre Philly was one of these guys who was like a top 15 gatekeeper. He was trying to get in that top 15. Or he was trying to kick people back. He was trying to get in ahead of him. Yeah. But Bryce Mitchell, obviously, was he ranked 15th? I think he was, yeah. He is ranked 15, so you've really got... I'm looking for a base match to go fight, maybe somebody one or two ahead. I don't want him to go and fight a top 10 guy. That's too far. You're I looking do. somebody... I don't think that's too far, mate. I think if, I think somebody would maul him. I really do. I don't know why. Yeah. I think he needs experience. He needs time. Like, like somebody like Shane Burgos who's sitting 11th. Mm. Arnold Allen, Jeremy Stevens, Josh oh. Emmett. Can you imagine going against they kind of guys? They're striking. Well, Arnold Allen and Josh... Yeah. You know, Jeremy Stevens were supposed to fight, weren't they? So, um, I think I got cancelled, didn't it? Aye. So, you could maybe set him up against somebody like that. Even a Dan E game, you know, it's a good fight. I'd love to see him right Ryan Hall. Aye, it would just that would just that would be like that would, <laughs> mate. There's a fight to me, Ryan Hall versus Bryce Mitchell. Bryce, take me down, mate. Go for it. I dare you to take me down. That's basically what Ryan Hall would be saying to him. And it's all Bryce. That's the thing for Bryce for me. I don't... His striking's okay. But if he goes in against somebody like Ryan Hall, who, let's be honest, he'll just stand there and go like, go, put me on my back, mate. Do you want me to go on my back? Do you want me to just lie down? I'll date the room. You can sit on top of me. Then we'll see how it ends up. Mm. Has Bryce got an answer to that? Do you know what I mean? I don't know if Bryce has got that extra bit to his game good enough to challenge a top 10 if he can't take somebody down. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's I think he's legit at what he does. It's that and he's he's still young. As I said, he's still young. He's got a lot to add to his game without doubt. Um, he'll go far. He'll bring that top ten at some point because what he does is just fucking tremendous. at what he does, but he needs to add strings to his bow still for me, definitely. Yeah. yeah. But I uh, I'd like to see Ryan Hall as a shout for me because Ryan Hall can't get a fucking fight either. If nobody wants to fight Ryan Hall, they're all shit scared him. But then Ryan Hall get was Ryan Hall not beating his last fight? No. Not as far as I was aware. He fucking... Who was it? I'm trying to remember who fought now. He lost, mate. He lost a fight not a long ago and it was a bad loss. No, he beat Dan Elkins. He beat J.J. Penn. He beat Maymard. He beat Lotto. It was no loss since 2015. At least in 2015. I must be thinking about somebody else then. Because he was... Was it no Was it no Darren Elkins? He absolutely fucking pummeled on the feet and had his like, oh, what the fuck's going on here? Where did Ryan Hall get this fucking ability? He just box fuck it or something. Yeah, I don't know who I'm thinking of. I'm thinking about somebody else, mate. Somebody else. Another good grappler get get beat in those little I can't remember who it was. Anyway, um yeah. Interesting mate, to see what happens. I think of Ryan Hall, as I say, Ryan Hall Bryce Mitchell would be a class fight for me. I would enjoy that very, very much. Yeah, I would enjoy it, mate. I'd fucking love it. Yeah. What about um Greg Hardy? <sighs> good performance. Surprised he made weight, obviously. I'd initially heard he'd missed weight, but I think he actually made weight in the end by half a pound. Oh, did he? Uh, he made weight by like half a pound in the end. Um, he must have went to the toilet or something and just came back. Because um, I heard he missed, so it must have been literally right at the, kinda, the last kind of bell before the weigh-ins were finished. I read he'd missed as well, but obviously he didn't get docked, did he? So No, he definitely made weight, apparently, in the end. Just... But I had a decent performance for Hardy. He looked dangerous, man. He looked, he looked good. He did look but... pretty good. As I says to you, and you conveniently pied me, I says, imagine imagine how dangerous he would be if he was £25 later. Yeah, but I don't think he would ever possibly be able to do that. I don't know, mate. He looks like he carries a lot of weight. I but it's like muscle. It's not like... Yeah, I know. But I just, I don't know. It would be difficult. I think, no, I understand your point. I think if he could get down, it would be too... See if he could walk around at 265, maybe even losing another 10, 15 pounds, get into the fight. I think that would be ideal. I think that would probably be good for him. Even £15, 20 pounds, mate, I think it would be brilliant. But I think Greg Hardy's going to struggle, I think, um, personally. Because see if he comes up against somebody like a Tanner Bozer, who's quick, Tanner Bozer's going to melt Greg Hardy, mate. Um, He's fighting this weekend. Yeah, I don't know. Is he? I, I think love... Andrea Arlovsky this weekend. I love Tanner Bozer. I think there's a fight to make, by the way. You've picked that one and all. Here we go. Just give us a job. I want a job. <laughs> uh, I would I think, 
but that's what I'm saying. Like if he comes up against somebody like that, if he's coming up against somebody like that with that kind of speed, mate, um, I think he'll struggle. If I'm honest, I think he will. I, I um, think the way the heavyweights are going, the heavyweights are a lot lighter on their feet these days. They're a lot quicker, a lot sharper. You look at the boy Tom Aspinall, Faye Liverpool, or Definitely. That's another one. He's just so the quick. That, the boxer, the, the, the feet, he's, the footwork that that man's got, it's unbelievable. As you say, when Greg Hardy going against somebody like that, he's just going to get picked off for fun. I mean, I don't see Greg Hardy, it's funny, right? We've been watching him since he made his debut. Obviously, we talked about him a lot. He seems to come up every couple of episodes for us, right? Which is fine. I don't want to show that because I think he might genuinely be talented, but. He doesn't seem to have anything majorly terrifying. Like what I mean by that is he doesn't look like he's gonna knock somebody out with one punch. Okay, he smashed Morris Green, but it took a few goes. Okay, Morris Green's probably a tough guy, but what I mean is There's no punch. You look at his record, it's TKOs, it's not KOs. Aye, he doesn't seem to have that absolute KO power for such a big guy. And for me, if he's not quick like Bozer or Aspinall, if he's not tall and rangy like Volkov or Struve, you know, if he doesn't have good wrestling or good, you know, like, blades, then what does he have, mate? Like, he's big, and I get that, but does he ground down? Does he have a chin? We don't even know if he's got a chin, because he's a, he's not really, like, actually come up against somebody who, you know, has got, well, actually, did he not get knocked out? No. Because he, uh, he beat by Volkov and had uh, DQ. He's only ever actually technically been beaten once. Because he did not contest against Sussoli, the illegal knee against Crowder, and then he got beat by Volkov, which is a massive step up. It probably did him good in the end because he did improve things after that fight. Well, said, that said, listen, I've got nothing against the guy. I wish I really do. I'm actually starting to like him, mate, believe it or not, because he, he doesn't talk much. He's I just don't quiet. like the look of him. I don't know what it is. I just look at him and go, I hate you. Aye. I don't know what it is. I, I mean, it annoys me because he could have been, he could have been seven and one. But instead, he's seven two and one. Sorry, it could have been eight and one. It could have been eight and one. And it's you know, I, I and it, I think that's what the biggest thing that frustrates me against about Greg Hardy. But I've been interested to see him come up against some different guys. I'd like to. Okay, it's miles away from fighting Blades, but the only reason I'm saying I'd like to see him fight Blades to see how he handles that kind of pressure and that kind of takedown and that kind of wrestling ability. I'd love to see him fight somebody who's going to try and knock his head off. I'd love to see him fight Tanner Boza or Tom Aspinall because of the speed. I'd like to see him fight different types of fighters and see how he gets on, see if he is legit. What about Cyril Gani? No, he just beat Boza, so that would be not. I'm just trying to look through the heavyweight rankings because I think they may actually give him a ranked opponent next for some reason. I don't know why. But what do you Because, I mean, he's there or thereabouts, mate. That's the thing. Um, he's there or thereabouts. Uh, Cyril Gani fought last year, so that's not a bad shout. Cyril <laughs> Gani fought in 2019. Cyril Gani was supposed to fight and it got cancelled, I'm sure. I'm sure he was supposed to fight a couple of weeks back. I'm pretty sure, mate. Um, or, oh, sorry, he's facing GDS. I was he supposed to fight? In fact, he was supposed to fight two weeks ago. Uh, so he could possibly, if he's taking a break for a while again, maybe he could remake that one. Who knows? But uh, he's, he's looking all right. Good, hard days. He looks, he's getting better, I think, with every fight, which for somebody who had only had like even a year's worth of MMA training before he started fighting, you've got to give him his credit. That. He's getting better, mate. That's the thing, and he could get better, and he could develop these skills. Maybe he could develop some speed if he sheds a bit of weight. You never know. It just, I just don't see him. I just don't see him having one tool that's particularly dangerous, mate. And I just don't. In a heavyweight no, division, yeah. In a heavyweight division where each guy seems to have something, like Frank could punch, you know, your head off. Like Blades can, you know, dry hump you until you submit. You know, there's, there's, all these guys have got something about them, and he just doesn't seem, even he doesn't seem to be well rounded and everything either. It's a weird one, mate. But yeah, listen, I could be wrong. Greg Hardy could be the next heavyweight champion for all we know. So that would, be that would be interesting, yeah, certainly. Um, anything else on this? That's worth. <sighs> I was about passed off for Tiger Moises, Bobby Green. I thought Bobby Green actually beat Tiger Moises in the right, to be honest. So that's a point to that decision for the. Sure, sure. I really thought Bobby Green won that 29-28, so I don't know where they got Tiger Moises winning 29. I, th- I think this comes down sometimes with this takedown. I think, I think Moises got two takedowns, the second one and the second one and the third. But just, that doesn't necessarily mean you won a round. It shouldn't. And if it does, then it's ridiculous because you've done fuck all when it come down. Then so see, Bobby Green won first two rounds, I think, and then he probably won it, I think, for me. Did Bobby Green not knock Moises down at one point? Yeah, well, I think he knocked him on his ass. I think he kind of... See, for me, back. that's the same as a takedown. 
That for me is the same as a takedown. If he knocks, what? I think I'm aping on the first. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that evens out one of the takedowns. That's what I'm saying. That evens out one of the takedowns for me. That's what I'm saying. This whole takedown, I'm all for grappling. I'm all for it's mixed martial arts. They should be covering all bases. I get that, mate. But I don't understand how a takedown, and this is coming from a jiu-jitsu fan, by the way, just so you know. I don't understand how a takedown can be worth more points than knocking somebody down. If your aim at the game is punching somebody in the face, then other than knocking them out, the best thing you can do is put them on their arse. So, I don't know, mate. For me, Bobby Green won the fight. I thought it was a shocker. I was proper. When, when they read out Thiago Moyes, I literally went, oh. Well, that's a point you from because he'd have went 4-0 for this year. And then obviously Kevin Holland in the next fight went 4-0. So that was a kind of, it's been good to have the two fighters going 4-0 in one night. Well, good. Well done for linking into that because that was bizarre. I still don't understand what happened there. Apparently it was a neck injury, but what I, what I heard was it was basically like a neck strain and he got like a pain in his neck. And I think he kind of got panicky that it could have been something else. Oh, apparently, apparently when he left the uh, Octagon, he, he did all feel in his fingers and his toes and everything. He, he, he knows if he was uh, really hurt. Either hurt or anything like that. So, got to be sure, didn't you? got to be careful. Yeah, with your neck, man, you could easily just fucking panic there and just fucking go, shit, I call this a day. I, need, I can't hear you. So... Hey, what about prelims with your man Alex Hernandez? I know you were obviously on that hype train for a while, weren't you? He's well, back. I, I liked him before he fought Cerrone because he smashed... Well, I just liked him because he smashed Dariush, but then Cerrone bossed him, and then ever since then, he's just looked a bit kind of crap. So I wasn't really on the, the Alex Hernandez hype train. Oh, but you were, so I'm saying you were before the Cerrone fight. I was because, I mean, I love Darius. Darius is one of my favourite fighters as well, and I was well gutted. But honestly, UFC debut, giving him bad, Benel Darius, and he spanked him, and I was like, shit, this boy's class. Struggled, but man, he looked so good, mate. Like, honestly, although it was only a minute and 46, and it, you would never give a performance of the night based on, you know, you, if we give our own performance the night bonuses, you would give it on somebody who fights 15 minutes. But if he kept fighting. Like that, one minute and 46, I would have Absolute class. Made Chris Grouch, Grouchmacher look distinctly average. Um, brilliant, mate. I think changing gyms looks to have done him a good thing. We'll need to I wait didn't realise they'd done that, and I'm kind of disappointed that I didn't know that before because I've never changed my decision on what I picked for the winner on that fight, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I, it, was, it, was a, it was a good one. I like Alex Hernandez, mate, and I, I, I think he's levelled himself out. He was a bit ballsy after the Darius fight, and he was a bit kind of... Like, I was like, all right, okay, fair enough. And then Cerrone smashed him, and he still seemed like a bit of a... Like, even he was mouthing off after getting smashed by Cerrone, and you're like, right, mate, calm down. You've just been, like, proper outclassed. Like, and I think this seems to have levelled him out, mate, and I'm excited to um, to see him going forward, to be honest. I think he, I think it could be good again, but we need to wait and see. And else in the prelims? Take your hands off. Cut a knockout, Cerrone, or some crank. I mean, Miles Johns like uppercut for hell I mean the slow-mo of that actually made my jaw wince mate like it was the, Kevin it was unreal, it? it really was Natividad's face looked like it was round the wrong way <laughs> it was nasty Um Dustin Jacoby see that's a weird one right see that Jacoby to me that's Jacoby what I, I went for Jacoby yeah but I'm thinking of Jacobites so I'm thinking that's Jacoby yeah True, maybe. Aye. Then, is it Jacoby? Should we think of Jacobites? Yeah, I don't know, but um, yeah, Dustin Jacoby, um, Justin Ledette. Sorry, Dustin Jacoby, Justin Ledette. <laughs> um, I'm not sure about Justin Ledette, by the way. Like seriously, nah, I, I don't. I think um, that might be the last time we see Justin Ledette with the UFC gloves on his hands. Yeah. Um, the last time we seen Dustin Jacoby because I quite liked him. I thought he looked decent, man, good performance. But then I guess Ed, he was fighting Justin Ledette, who we don't think up too much. Um. One of my potential knockouts of the year is on this card, mate. Yanez. Oh, mate, that was... Oh, a... mate, he looks fucking the business, by the way. I like to look at him. That was an absolute peach, mate. Like, right on the foot, right on the chin. Like, absolutely perfect. That was like, do you remember um, oh, Kevin Lee against Gregor Gillespie? It was like uh, that. It was literally... On the button. Inch perfect, mate. Like literally, couldn't he have kicked him any better in the face if he'd been standing still? It was, it was a peach, mate. Absolute class. Um, yeah. I mean, listen, mate. It was like the prelims were tremendous. The first six fights of this card were absolutely brilliant, and then the last five were good, but not like they, they no, slowly got they slowly got worse. Because although I didn't agree with the Green Moises decision, that was a really, really, really good fight. Kevin Holland looked pretty good. I love 
the look of Charlie Ontiveros. You know, I love the Taekwondo style, Stevie Wonderboy, mate. You know, I love that style. And just, I'd like to see him fight again because he's quite long and rangy for that weight. But even Hardy was Mitchell. But the, aye, the, the first six fights, mate, were just immense. See, for me, like that, that performance tonight with Sean Strickland, see, coming back after a couple of years out and yeah. putting up performance like he did, man, he was fucking sensational. Yeah. He reminded me a bit of a smaller Tom Aspinall. His striking was that good, mate. It was just, it was frightening. Yeah. Um, Jack Marshman was Jack Marshman it was brilliant by one point because Sean Strickland was literally like Jack why won't you go down I keep patting you why won't you go down just go and fucking go down <laughs> it, was, it was brilliant it was really good man I enjoyed that it was a, really, it was a class that was my performance tonight it was disappointing that he never got one to be honest I was disappointed he, they won't, he, he, you never get one for a 32 you know no I know but when you've got so many knockouts how do you probably like Kevin Holland get one why yeah I know like, I, I actually quite like Kevin Holland, but for me, no. Hernandez, Yanez, and Johns, fair enough. But Jacoby, Jacoby, Jacoby could have got one. Uh, yeah. Jacoby could have got one, and, but Greg Hardy could have got one. Did Jason White could have got one? Because his fucking submission, he was brilliant up to the submission, do you know what I mean? And then you, you, you hammered Cole Williams at the fucking next week, mate. So. Yeah, I don't even think... a really good night. I really enjoyed it if we kind of start to finish it. Well, no fight at the finish. The last fight was a bit... Nah. Um, up till the last fight, it was really good, man. A little bit about Marshman, right? What a, I mean, Marshman's record in the UFC isn't good. Do you think we'll see much more of Jack Marshman? Yes. Okay, why? Because his game is fuck, and I think he'll take any fight the UFC give him, and I think the UFC fucking love him for it. I mean, the only thing be, that gets me is he's missed his last three fights. To be fair, right? I mean, out of his eight fights, right, he's fought Shabazian. Robertson, Carlos Jr., Thiago Santos, <laughs> Sean I mean, and Sean Strickland. I mean, he, he'll take any fight. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, I think that's part of the reason why UFC will keep him about. I think he's just one of these fighters. He probably will lose more than he wins, but he's good for the banter, basically. Yeah. All right. Um, let's move on a little bit and talk about. Um, Uh, one championship. I do one. Yeah, one championship and the awesomely named Inside the Matrix, um, headlined by Ang uh, Ang Lasang, Ang Lasang versus uh, Reiner Derrida. This is really good, man. Really, I, I, I was able to catch yesterday. I know it was three minutes, and the Derrida man, he is fucking dangerous on the ground, isn't he? He really is. There's no many better without doubt on the ground. It was mental. Like it was I didn't I don't know, mate. I was this this was kinda of weird. Like obviously the other have been twelve and oh and obviously been a legitimate kinda of, um contender, but like it just seemed to be like absolute domination. It was mate, um I think after the first kind of thirty forty seconds they get he got unlaid down and he just kind of fucking dominated it from there. He, he didn't really do much in the ground at one point. The referee was maybe ready to fucking tell him to get the fuck up. Nah, it was an iffy one, but um, the way he got to finish and the way he kind of just slid it, he literally, obviously the, the arm was in his mouth basically, and all of a sudden, slowly and slowly, it get fuller and further down his chin until right underneath. He had a motherfucker choke the fuck out, basically, He's a armed. He's a threat to Ridder, by the way, like, genuinely. Um, he looks like a, a pretty decent fighter, so that's going to be something to worry about. I wonder if he's one of those ones, maybe if he keeps winning, then maybe UFC might pick him up at some point, who knows, because he looks like that kind of... UFC like a Dutchman, let's be honest, you know they do? Yeah, maybe definitely. Forward, maybe the UFC might have a look. A Dutchman who does jiu-jitsu, that's strange. Yeah, I, I thought that myself, to be honest. Um, it was interesting because Ang La, Ang La looked more like a Dutch fighter with a kickboxing than actually the other did. Just a strange. I know it was weird, but yeah. Uh, I Christian Lee versus Yuri Lapis Lapicus. Um, That's a, a mental two and a half minutes, wasn't it? Totally, utterly mental. Didn't actually realise Lapicus was undefeated to be fair. Um, but um, yeah, I kind of had the fear for um. Christian Lee, because initially when Christian Lee was on the bottom and Lapicus was on top of him, I thought Lapicus looks about four times bigger than Christian Lee. I was like, there's no yeah, way Christian I, Lee's going to do this. 
I never thought for a second that Christian Lee was getting out of there. I thought Lapicus was going to finish it there and then. That's when I seen, I seen the result before I'd seen the fight. I'm like, fuck the Christian Lee win this for that position. But some of the rules about the fucking ground were unbelievable for the two of them. Um, I think there was one point where Lapicus kind of, what did, I can't remember what Lee did, but whatever he did, he then fucking rolled it the other way and then rolled it back away. And it was just, it was just tremendous. Yeah. All, all I see that it was brilliant. It really was. It fair play to Christian Lee. To get the finish, he done really, really well to get that finish. Because I think he didn't put himself sort of ankle lock lapicus or something. Like. It looks really good, man, Christian. I was like, I've obviously seen him before, and he won the title on that, and I was, you know, I'm impressed by him. But I was impressed by him again, especially against a guy 14 and 0. I mean, you imagine being the champ, being offered that fight. You're probably sitting going, "Fuck, really, man? I need to fight a, a Moldovan guy who's 14 and 0? Are you fucking shitting me, man? Like, there's nothing worse than an Eastern European guy who's undefeated. That's it's it's Terrifying me, like honestly, it's no, it was a, it's a tough challenge for Lee, but he came through it fucking really well. Yeah. In the end, man. Yeah. Really it was class, mate. It was class. I say for all it lasted for all the two, like the main and co main lasted, it was under six minutes, but it was a beautiful, beautiful six minutes. <laughs> it was, it was class, man. Um, but did you see anything else on this? No, I never, mate. I never, I was, I seen Tan Lee, um, beating Martin and Goyen, which was a bit of a shock. Um, well, I was worried when I was watching that, I think. I, I only really I seen there was a wee highlights thing on the uh, the one championship YouTube page and I, I, I only got a chance to watch that. So what I seen Martin and Goyne kinda of dominated bits of it. And when I heard the Tan Lee one as well, it's felt like, oh, how the fuck did that happen? Then all of a sudden, boom, he just hit him with a few few punches, man, and it just that was that. It was lights were out, man, it was out of the game. It was it was a great knockout for Tan Lee, it really was, man. Um that was his first Obviously, first time winning the title, so um, I'm interested to see if he gets to hold on to that or no. Or... What will happen? What will happen for her? So, um, yeah, no, well, I a decent, a decent, uh, something I really want to watch more of because one championship's so good. Plus, it was nice to hear the fans, mate. It was so good. That was tremendous, wasn't it? How good was that? It was so good, man. Because even when they were singing Ong La, Ong La, although, was there actually people in the arena? I wonder, is Singapore into it? Does Singapore no basically just shut other borders? So there's a chance there may have been some, maybe not all, maybe it was social distance, but there may have been some people in there. Yeah, I wasn't sure, mate, if it was actually people or if it was like recordings or if it was like online people or something like that. I wasn't sure, but it was uh, it was class, mate. It was really good. And something, we keep saying it, we're going to have to make a point and try to watch it because it looked like it was, um, it was pretty decent. Um, the only other thing from the weekend is Bellator. Now, I have to be honest, this is when I become a shite MMA analyst and say that I've not seen any of this. But Mark has seen bits. There's 250 people in the Matrix, by the way. 250 people were making that noise? Aye. Fuck me, that was a lot of, that was a lot of noise. Oh, can I just say one thing about one championship? Uh-huh. Can we have those commentators for everything, by the I way? Know you man. Oh, mate. Like... Like lively, you know, passionate. Like I'm not saying like John Anik and you know your guys from you know John McCarthy and Mike Goldberg from Bellator aren't passionate, but these these two guys were brilliant, mate. Like actually brilliant. Mate, was what, what what championship is so far ahead of Bellator? It's fucking scary. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's weird how we give Bellator more time than one. Maybe we should stop because I think we should because I think one is just a fucking level above Bellator. I'd actually I don't understand why more fighters aren't going to one championship. I really don't. Bellator's not it's America, mate. It's because America, although one championship's probably a better product, it's Bellator's still bigger. It still is massively bigger. But that's surely got to be a, a route for one now to kind of go to America. They've got they've got quite a lot of American based fighters in Well look at Ongla, he's based at Sanford, he's based in Florida. Aye. And obviously Christian Lee is American. I yeah. think even uh, the girl who won the uh, I know, wasn't it? So if they don't get the was it a one fifteen championship? She's not American as well. Tan Angela, Lee's, Tan Lee's Lee. American as well. So yeah, I'm surprised if not put on an American card yet. I wonder if that's maybe something they'll maybe look at next year once everything comes in again. Well, we should make a deal. Well, if, if they do a European card, we need to try and yes, I'm up for that because I think it'd be fucking sensational. They've got enough European fighters and Dutch fighters and stuff like that. Kind of that you never know by the way. Exactly, exactly. Anyway, we back with Bellator. You said you watched Gegard Musasi, who I love, versus Dougie Lima. Oh, that, I means, did. that means you don't want to talk about it. Um, 
Like, Gegard was the better fighter on the night. He beat Liam a fair square. It was an easy decision for the judges. Disappointed for Liam and myself. Uh, I expected her a lot more. The size difference wasn't as big as what I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, Liam actually looked decent at the weight. He looked quite wide, which she expected because he had stepping up her. A weight class, but I was so disappointed, Douglas Lee, my man. I'm kind of hoping he goes away and maybe has another go at Masasi eventually, but uh, I was just, I couldn't I, I ended up having to watch this on fucking FF, like one speed FF. So, like three seconds, well, at like one second. So, you still see everything, but everything's just a wee bit quicker. Right. Because I was getting bored at times. I'm like, I kind of asked watching this. And the other thing was pissing me off as a commentary because the commentary was fucking horrendous. Mm. So I just see for a title fight, I was so disappointed, mate. This this is one of these fights. For me, this is arguably the two best pound for pound fighters in Bellator. Yeah. I can't think of many more fighters who are better than these, possibly um one of the Ferrell brothers, who's got a 145, 155. I keep mixing the Patricio. Possibly Ham's in that conversation as well. Apart from they they ham. They are two pound for pounds in that in that promotion, and they didn't put a fight on to show that they were two pound for pound. It was really disappointing, mate. I really was. I wasn't very happy to be honest. It was 20, 20 minutes of my life. I'll never get it back. Put it that way. Twenty five minutes. No, no, because I watched it on FF, didn't I? Oh, aye, very good, very good. Thank you. All right. Okay. Um, right. Let's move on a bit because while well, we just talk shite for so long <laughs> let's try and get through what's coming up this weekend um, obviously we have a UFC card, we have a one championship card, there's a Bellator card I think we'll just kind of run through Bellator just now there's not much on it you've got Austin Van Der Ford on it um, Georgie Karakayan I like that you never called him Mr Van Zandt yeah because we said we weren't going to do it um, obviously the big fight the big the big news in this Bellator card is the debut of Corey Anderson and that's literally all that's on this card um, the f- I mean it's difficult with Bellator because you just don't know what to expect um, I was asked Austin Van der Ford's class Tyrell 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 probably Tyrell oh, I'll go Tyrell Tyrell his picture's just terrifying Um He's a big boy, but I reckon Corey Anderson's going to smash Melvin Manhoff here, to be honest. I think he'll knock him out next week, but have you seen Melvin Manhoff's picture on Topology? Yeah. That's creepy as fuck, man. Yeah, he comes out with a lead. Ah, it's creepy as fuck. I can't watch that. That is weird. That is just fucking wrong. Yeah, um, interesting. I've got a lot on this. I think, I think Derek Anderson, Kelly's Mata could be interesting as well, because mm-hmm. I've never heard of Kelly's Mata. That's a fucking good record that boy's got, so... Yeah, like with me. Oh, yeah, I love watching watch Austin Hubbard, and Austin Hubbard's pretty fucking good, so. Mm, that's true. That only hasn't fought in a year. Well, that could be interesting. It's like, I think probably the top four or five fights, four, four fights plus Georgie Karakian, isn't he bad, actually? The rest of it is, uh, as usual, with Bellator, but um, definitely try and catch it if we can. The other one, one championship. Um, again, it's hard to know on this. There's some Muay Thai on this. There's some... Um, there is one thing. There's a couple of things worth mentioning. Bo Meng, right? Or Meng Bo, right? She owns one of the most savage knockouts I've ever seen in MMA. And I'm not talking just women's MMA. If you ever want to go and have a look at a serious knockout, Google Meng Bo. Can't remember who the hell it was she knocked out, but holy shit. Is that shit. last fight? What? that last fight? Um, no, I... That must have been... I can't remember, mate, but she honestly, she absolutely smashed somebody. Maybe it was that one. Um, it was ridiculous, like absolutely ridiculous. She's absolutely savage. Um, no, I think it was earlier than that. I'm need... You need to find so, it. I will find it and I'll put it on a, a Twitter or Instagram or something. I'll let you know, but it, honestly, amazing. Um, don't know what she's like as a fighter. I've only ever seen the knockout, to be fair. But um, Tim, Timothy Nastoyukin. Um, boy beat Eddie Alvarez that's exactly what I was going to say the boy who came out of nowhere and beat um, Eddie Alvarez um, I'll say out of nowhere he's been fighting in one championship for about 10 years but um, he obviously was somebody that no, uh, certainly the the Western folk ourselves didn't know much about and he spanked Eddie Alvarez 
Um, and then obviously you've got a middleweight championship on the line between two guys who I'm not sure. I mean, I've, I mean that Nakashima boy recognise. I think he fought. Uh, he fought in August last year. Feels if I recognise. Championship been away for so long as well. When you forget all these guys. I know. Uh, I know. He beat Chance. So, he beat Chance rank 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 counter. I can never say that practice name. Kyle Stewart. He's got a few good. Um, he's got a few good ones, man. Nakashima. So I. Derek Krantz, yeah. Yeah, but Abasov. So. Yeah, yeah, Kurdistani, brilliant. Yeah, I mean, there's some stuff to look out for on that. There's some stuff to look out for on that. Do you want to know a random piece of information? Go, you like a random fact. Fuck off, don't roll your eyes at me, boy. You know, know, I like... You did? I'm, I'm not blind, I can see you. I can't see you, so it doesn't matter. Ah, well, okay. So the random bit of, you know, um, John Wayne Parr? Yeah, the kickboxing legend out of Australia. Aye, his daughter's man is fighting on this card. Sorry, would that, be, would that be Rocky Ogden. That be the one. Um, random, random, random bit of information, mate. But always worth sharing your wee tiny shite bits of knowledge. Thanks very much, man. Thanks very yeah. much for that. Right, cool. Um, last but not least, uh, UFC this weekend and it is what's the names give me the names I love it right UFC Fight Night Santos versus Teixeira also known as UFC Fight Night 182 UFC on ESPN Plus 40 and UFC Vegas 13 headlined by Thiago Santos versus Glover Teixeira on the epic showdown of two Brazilians yawn I think that's maybe a bit of a sleeper yeah I think you're going to come away I think I don't the card's okay card's not great there's a few decent fighters on it there's Merlin a few decent fighters my shows are really good fighters on it there's a few decent fights but I think this is going to be one of these cards you really can't go nothing pulling me in nothing going you need to fucking watch this you need to watch this but I think we're going to come on here next Monday and we're going to have a fucking ton to talk about I don't know why just something tells me that's going to happen it's funny you say that right I'm not that buzzed about the main event. Not a massive Glover fan, not a massive Tiago fan, right? But see the rest of this card. Fucking fire, though. Do you know what the worst? I well, that's we'll talk about it in a wee minute, right? But there's some other stuff on this card that makes me more excited now. A couple of weeks ago, you told me Jeremy Stevens was fighting Arnold Allen, and the two of us nearly wet ourselves, right? But who's the one person that you replace Jeremy Stevens with to make that fight almost, almost as good? Ian fucking Heinish. Aye. That'll be a class fight, mate. Ian Heinish banding Allen with a fucking beauty of a fight. Absolutely mental fight, mate. I think that'll be a brilliant fight. Um, <sighs> Tanner Boza, a Lovesgate class fight. You know, Raoni Barcelos, Cali Taha, again, great fight, good matchup. You said there's loads of stuff on it. Like Garagori versus Darren Elkins, mate. That's crazy as well. That'll be mental. That'll be an absolutely fucking stupid fight. It'll be two fucking nut jobs just trying to not fuck each other. Um, we'll but the big Moldovan, Alexander Romanov. Uh, do you not find all that long ago? It was actually longer than you think. I thought that myself when I looked up. Well, it was September, actually. It wasn't that long ago, but it was, I actually thought it was like two weeks ago, but it was like fucking six weeks ago. Uh, he's like a big... Oh, that's right. He smashed Rocky Martinez. Was Rocky Martinez not massive? I can't even remember. Rocky Martinez just shouldn't have been in that octagon with that man, that's all. Um, so, but I was, like, even then, um, if you look at um, Calares versus Lopez... As well, these fights are just class, mate. Like, Trevin Lewis, I think, a bad good fight as well, man. There's, there's not a bad fight on this card, even like Gedalia, um, Yan Xiaonan, uh, again, class fight. Obviously, I know about class, I really do think that because I, I really like Xiaonan after she beat fucking KK last time out as well. It's fucking raging with And obviously, as we were talking about Tanner earlier on, Tanner Bozer's going to smash Arlovsky, but then again, Arlovsky was like. A different animal last time because he turned into this left-footed kickboxer that we've never seen before. He looked like he lost about ten years last time. That what the hell happened? Yet Philip Lins was given Alofsky to go look. Son, go make a name for yourself. Come over for PFL. Go and fucking do the job and get out of the way. I think Tanner Bosa's kind of been given Alofsky for that as well. So it'll be interesting if Tanner Bosa can do what Philip Lins couldn't. Yeah. Um. So I'm on for that man. I can go main. I think it'll set you up nicely. Actually, I honestly think Santos to share will be far better fight than you think. Well, I was just going to mention it because obviously it's a pretty big deal. To share, obviously, has had some pretty 
you know, decent wins. Um, obviously, he's 4 0. He's beat, I mean, look at the four names he's just beat Robertson, Kudalaba, Krilov, and Smith. I mean, wow, that's like, you know, you're talking about almost title shot kind of material there, mate. I, I win against Santos, and, you know, you're. <laughs> it's amazing to think that the 41 year old, we're just talking about Anderson Silva, who's 41, and he's now done and he's shite. 45, we're talking this time. Uh, well, 45, same thing. It's close enough. Fuck off. 41-year-old guy, you know, potentially winning and put himself in a title shot is mental. Um, but, I mean, Santos is terrifying, mate. And I don't know, I just can't see it. Yeah, I can't see past Santos winning the fight in the end, to be honest. But I think it'll be good up to that point to share his line in his back with fucking the Canaanis flying above his head. Mm, that's true. Um no, it's yeah. a decent card, man. There's definitely some good fights on it. There's some good fucking fighters on it. I'm kind of buzzing for it, to be honest. Well, got, I forgot, but you've got Giga Chikadze on this. I'm fighting as well. I don't know who the fuck Jamie Sevens is, mind you, but there we go. No, but Giga Chikadze's good. Um, I totally missed that. But yeah, there's there's some really good... I'm buzzing, man. I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing to see uh, Brendan Allen. Sorry. Oh, wait. Was I talking about Brendan Allen? Oh, I get confused. I seen Alan and thought it was Arnold Allen. No, Arnold. No, because I, I was that's why I was confused because I was like, wait a minute, no, because Arnold Allen's a one forty-five and Ainge is a one eighty-five. That'd be a better fucking matchup. I just got excited, mate, because love watching Arnold Allen. Oh wait, I'll take that back. Well, see when you look at the card, the fights actually fell off this card. Arnold Allen versus Jeremy Stevens, Jack Shore versus Cali Taha, Diego Ferreira versus Drew Dober. Can you imagine these three fights are on this fucking card? <laughs> Like it was good. It's still a good card, but that would have made it fucking. That would have made it a class card. That would really would have made it top draw. You would just buzzing to watch that. Now that you see the names on the card as such, the fights yeah. made. Do you know what I mean? Disappointing if these fights have fell off because they would have been. They'd have been sensational fights. They really would have been. Right. Anyway, moving swiftly on. Your favorite um, time. Of what? I'm going to do a wee link. I'm going to do a wee link. Right. Because we spoke about Santos to share and probably whoever wins that fight, I imagine, would fight for the light heavyweight title. Yes. Will there be somebody standing in the way of that title shot, first of all? Because the news, the big news probably of the week was that Dana White confirmed that Israel Adesanya will fight Jan Blavich for the light heavyweight title. Fuck off. That did not happen. If you, like, I know you've came off kind of most social media but I'm surprised you've not even heard that uh, Israel, Israel is, is going up to fight at 205 and to be fair I've looked at this and I've seen a, somebody put a thing on Instagram the day and it was a list of basically top 15 middleweights and Adesanya's fought like 6 or 7 of them and the ones he hasn't fought he's beaten guys who have fought the guys mm. see to be honest see within that division there's not a lot left for him. Yeah, but I don't want... It's, not, it's nothing against him, mate, and it's just... I just don't get it. We, we just literally just freed up the light heavyweight so we could have three or four good light heavyweight title shots and title fights and, you know, a chance for guys to show what they can do and you're going to end up giving the belt to somebody who's just going to dominate it like Jones did. Is he, though? Mate, you imagine him, you know, 10, 15 pounds heavier? I don't fucking weigh. Mate, I mean... <laughs> He's lanky and he's strong as it is. You imagine him with 10 extra 15 or 15 extra pounds, mate? I mean, come on, Dave, fuck. Yeah, I mean, oh, that's just... You don't like that news? You're not no, happy I don't. I really don't, mate. I don't. And it's nothing against him. I was just buzzing. Light heavyweights have always been my hev- my favourite because of Big Gus and it's always been what got me into the sport and I love it. And the fact that Jones has fucked off has made this so much more exciting for me because it means I get to maybe see good fights. Like... Santos Teixeira is a good fight. You know, talk about Reyes versus Prochaska coming up. That's a great fight. You know, anybody fighting Jan Blahovic for that belt is a good fight. And I just, it's just, <laughs> it makes me sad. <sighs> there must be reasons behind it. I can only be, I can only think, I can only think Adesanya's asked for it for starters, but there must be other reasons there as well. Um, what, was next for Blahovic, maybe kind of pretend Santos to share a thought. Maybe the UFC were thinking they were going at least six months before they could fight again. They didn't want to hold things up within the division, they wanted to get the division moving. But then 
why not give him somebody else in division? Who knows? I don't know. They obviously just want to make Israel a double champion and make him pound for pound the best fight in the world. And then there's, a, there's probably a long game here as well with the fact that they want John Jones to come back down to fucking light heavyweight to try and title Adesanya. Because that's what business, business is. just as sort of is. Yep. Imagine the money getting made with Israel Adesanya versus John Jones. I think I'm going to boycott UFC and start watching one championship all the time, man. What, because business gets in the way of him? Fucking right, mate. And I get it, but at the same time, I just want to see good fights. Listen, if it's good fights, then fine, but I just don't see the point, mate. Like, ah, anyway, mate, moving on. More news, please. Let's move on. Um. Okay, Dana White has confirmed Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier as a done deal at 155 as well, which is kind of good news, I think. Um, well, obviously, the, I think the initial thing was that we're going to fight at 170, and then Dana basically said, if we fight at 170, it's fucking pointless. doesn't mean anything, which I think was a point you made, I think, when we first kind of discussed this fight. Yeah. And it was true, because fighting at 170 does fuck all for them, because it, it's pointless. waste of time. So if a 2-1 fight at 155, this could possibly be part of some sort of tournament. I don't think the UFC would ever put a name on said tournament, but um, I think there will be a tournament type thing and that's what will be part of that um, so apparently January 23rd is the date of the day the deal so that's the first first pay-per-view back after the new year and Scott is buzzing as always um, Makachev RDA obviously fell off a couple of weeks back uh, for 254 was well, removed to November 14th and we're absolutely buzzing about that at the time and it was disappointing that it actually got pulled so um, I'm glad to get that fight being made rapid. That was really good, man. It really was. I'm buzzing to fucking see that fight because that was a class fight to begin with. Good to see you'll be back. Um, Robert Lawler is out of the Mike Perry fight. Um, much a bit disappointing. Could have been, been, been a good fight. Could have been a good fight. But with Robert Lawler out, Tim Means has stepped into the place. Tim Memes versus Mike Perry at UFC <laughs> 255. That's, like, that's just two fucking nutjobs running against each other. Like, literally two guys who you could easily just get a couple of shots to and they would just bar fuck each other for an I reckon, I reckon what will happen with they two, right? They'll stand across the octagon with each other and they'll be like, right, listen, let's have a wee chat in the middle. They'll go in the middle, they'll set their feet and they'll go, right, mate, first one to hit the floor loses and just start <laughs> swinging. Honestly, man, that's mental. That's going to like, they talk about phone box fighting at times. That'll be a phone box fight. That'll be one of these two, the two guys will be stuck together for the full fight, just melting fucking lumps each other. And I think it could be the most fun fight you'll see this year. Yeah, that's mental, mate. That's class, mate. Class, class fight. Um, there was a lot else. The only other thing which was quite good news came out of Dana's mouth was Miocic versus Ngannou lately for March. Right. Which is good because obviously Ngannou has obviously kind of been waiting for three and a half thousand years to try and get his fucking second match against Miocic. So um, hopefully that will happen and that will keep the really good news about that. I mean, John Jones kind of being straight in there. Yep. Who would you rather see John Jones fight, Stephen Miocic or Frank Ngannou? Miocic. Really? Yeah, I think they've got... The styles are more similar, I think. I've just got a feeling if George could put on the weight and the muscle correctly, he could possibly ragdoll Wingana if he puts on the muscle correctly. Yeah, but Wingana has to get past Stipe first, which is always a big ask for Wingana because unless you unless he's taking your head off, he hasn't got a clue. No. Um, let's hope that doesn't go to the ground straight away because you could be bored to tears for 25 minutes. Well, like the last time? Yes, exactly. That's my point. <laughs> Yeah. So that anyway, that's your lot for this evening. Good man. Hey, as always, another amazing show created by myself and Mark. And uh, we always appreciate the love and the listens, guys. It's why we do it. Um so keep sharing, keep listening. Yeah, and if you want to hit us up, let us know. Do it. Yeah, on the crap we talk battering. Because we still think we talk sense and we know what we're talking about, but until somebody tells us otherwise, we will keep talking <laughs> shit every week. So that's exactly yeah. the point. We just talk shit, and we don't know if the shit's actually good shit or bad shit. So we need to let us know. Exactly. Right. As always, cheers for listening, guys. Have a good week, and we'll catch up with you soon.